Welcome to episode six of Winging It, giving England a bad name. No prizes for guessing what that refers to. <laughs> Albert's come off mute and he's just, this is going to be a struggle, this podcast for Albert, he's not happy. I, I Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not happy that we have to, I mean, do we have to talk about the game? Do you remember the days when we could just talk about the game coming up and not what had gone before? Do you remember that? Well, we do have to talk about it at some point. But before we do, I'm going to get into this lovely can of rustling substance. Whoa. Yeah. It's from Vedant again. I I didn't realise it was from Vedant. I just went for the name because... That's what I feel like Darren England does to us. He just rustles us all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not it's not a great time to be going for the Russell brand. <laughs> oh dear, no. Topical humour. Mm. No, indeed. It's a it's a parallel. It's only five point two. It says on the hot side it's Mateka. And on the cold side it's Citra Mateka. So What's the- what? It's what does that mean? Jean-Philippe Mateka. Because <laughs> he I'm blows not... hot and cold. <laughs> oh, mainly hot at the moment, to be honest. But Too hot to handle. Mm. We'll get more into that when we have to talk about Aston Villa. But... It's going to take the shine off my birthday. When's your birthday? Right Today. now, motherfucker. Is it? Yeah. Well, happy birthday. Whoops. Don't worry about it. It is on my notes to say happy birthday to you. Yeah, Fucking yeah. We'll hell. say that now, can't we? I didn't that's, see it in a show, Doc. That's why, that's to, why he's... No, I wanted to get, do it as a surprise, sing him a happy birthday. Oh, Shit. well, we've saved everybody that then, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no I was going to ask you to get your tambourine and ukulele out, mate. Sing yourself no, happy not, birthday. No, it's, it's, it's my birthday. I think you should be getting the, t- the tambourine and the ukulele out. Thank you. <laughs> not a euphemism. No wonder he's so angry. He's just turned 50. Big one. Do you know what? You're the third person to say that today. And the first two have... Are, are dead. Are dead. I yeah. fired them on the spot. <laughs> yeah. They will never work in the film industry again. No, they won't. Well, neither will I, so I'll, I don't mind saying it. No. I don't, I'll don't. i never work in the film industry, period. Anyway, thanks for your birthday wishes. It's great. Thanks very much. Let's move on. No, very happy birthday. Thank you for still gracing us with your presence and recording the show on such no, a listen. momentous day. I do it on holidays. When I'm on holidays, I do it on my birthday you know, national holidays, you know, you're welcome. It's good to be here. Is this Joe's present to you that you get to do it? (laughs) Yeah, she said, um, I didn't get you a cake because you're doing the podcast, right? (laughs) You haven't got time for that. And I was like, don't worry about it. Had one at work. They sorted it out. It's all fine. Did you, um, as a kid, ever go into the kitchens at McDonald's on your birthday after having your party? I did have, yes, yes, I did have a McDonald's birthday party and I remember absolutely 
fritzing out because you only got to, you had to choose two friends to take around the kitchen. And you didn't have any. <laughs> well, my mum was there and just pointed out, do you fancy it, mate? No, and I've never felt so much pressure in my life as having, you know, you've got loads of mates, loads of mates, so many mates in front of you, all giving it the, me, 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 and you have to, you could only pick two. And, I've, and at 18 years old, I thought a few more of them might have been the kitchen, you know what I mean? <laughs> We're going to get into more of your mates later. Bloody hell. He's supping on, what is that, a pacifier you're supping on? Pacifier? <laughs> That's a dummy. I'm not... Pacifico. Pacifico. <laughs> I mean, Hess gives drinking out of a cup that you wouldn't want it to be holding in a lightning storm. What is no. that? No. Uh, I don't know. It keeps drinks cold, and it's got some cold water in it. Anyway, to- talking of lightning storm. Previously on X-Men. One of the best theme tunes to a cartoon ever. Huge theme tune. But anyone seen Eze at the Burberry show? <laughs> I mean... He was the Burberry show, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I said it in the group. He, he, looked like, he looked like an X-Men or Esmen, should I, we say. I don't know. I thought it looked like a Christmas present. <laughs> like a, nicely, a nicely wrapped Christmas present. Mm. I just, I just don't get fashion. Clearly, I'm, I'm, yeah. I kind of like got Son's and Saka's outfits a little bit more. I mean, Saka looks like I don't know, like a very camp Third Reich member or something. I, want, I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if that was what they were going for. I've, I think I've seen that sitcom. Um, <laughs> I only saw Eze. I didn't see Saka or Son. Son was wearing kind of like a Mac with black and white trousers. Saka okay. had like, yeah, I don't know how to explain it really. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm looking now. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's got some proper clodhopper shoes on as well, isn't he? I mean, the disgusting thing about it, obviously, is that as a, just because he's got an incredible footballer's body, just somehow gets away with it, just about, yeah. I think. I mean, I was going to say, he can pretty much just wear whatever he wants and he'd look, <laughs> he'd look all right. Mm. Son, Son looks like he's got nothing else. I mean, you can see a bit of trouser right at the bottom of that trench coat, whatever that is, but ultimately it does look like he's going to open that long coat and there's not going to be a lot <laughs> underneath. It's not, a, it's not an Inspector Gadget Mac, is it? Mm, no, is it more, not uh, quite. Sort of, dodgy bloke in the in the down the park yeah that one yeah not great mm. and Saka what are you thinking about Saka I don't think Saka looks too bad mm. it's just because sh- he's quite short it doesn't do him any favours in in the picture in next time so I think Mo Farah's there as well but you can't see what Mo Farah's wearing because he's running I'm... too fast <laughs> I didn't look it up <laughs> What is it? What was it? The Burberry show that we called it? Mo Farah yeah. Burberry show. Um, images. Oh, he's got a Bur- He's just wearing a Burberry Mac as well. 
and Burberry shoes. Or, or plimp black soles, and, I should oh, say. Oh, yeah. Burberry plimp soles. There you go. If, wow. If we, I didn't, I, if we talk looks, about... <laughs> If we talk about how good Burberry are from this point in the podcast on, do we get a sponsorship? Potentially, but not maybe not though, because of what I'm about to say. Because if you if you go and search for the Mo Farah Burberry show image, he kind of looks like the end boss at Stoke Away. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I um I was at a house party once talking to a designer from Burberry who was through, I think, I don't think it was just booze that she was intoxicated by, but she was telling me how Burberry were taking the brand back from the chavs. Is that when you started booing? (laughs) I was just like, I was like, it's true. When I think Burberry, I think the Stoke fans in Football Factory, to be honest. So... You got well, a lot of work to do. The show, were they? <laughs> That'd be like Zoolander, derelict. You've got the the geezers from Stoke. Mm. Anyway, enough about fashion. We haven't got Carl on this week. We can we can end the fashion chat there, but that does unfortunately mean we're going to have to get into Aston Villa. Side could be a chance for Paulus. Plays it in field. Edward. One nil. The dream starts in the second half from Crystal Palace. It was a mistake at the back that let Mateta down. Yes. <laughs> so a good start. A good 85 minutes, really. It was it was turning out to be the most perfect day. Um, I didn't go to the game, but I went to... <clears throat> I feel like my mate Sergio gets a mention on here every week. But he cooked an incredible pork belly on his barbecue. We had some ribs. It was just great. Then we sat down, watched the game for 85 minutes. Looks like we're going to win it. There's only one team scoring a second. Then it all goes and wrong. <laughs> and, then, and then you threw yourself on the barbecue. Well, even worse is that the reason I was around there and we'd done the barbecue is because immediately after Palace was the Milan derby. And AC yep. Milan got pumped 5-1. <laughs> that was the most depressed living room <laughs> you've ever seen by the end of that day. No well, idea. This is what happens when you get emotionally involved with two football teams. You're setting yourself up for twice the disappointment. <laughs> well, you don't expect it if, if it's a, a team like Milan. Pork really. or no pork. Um, <laughs> the pork was exceptional, so fair play. Made these like crispy pork belly bites. I don't know, they were just... I wouldn't even know where to start. They were magical. Well... Well, sorry, sorry that the result couldn't live up to that, but um, yeah, I, it was, it was. Pfft. I, I am genuinely annoyed that we have got to talk about it. I was, I, I, I haven't been so sort of despondent and upset at a result and and outraged for, for a long time, certainly longer than I can remember. Um, and it carried on in ca- carried on into Sunday as well, mm. um, and I just about got over it, and then here we are. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. I felt the same. It's funny that because football, when I was younger, used to impact me. If we lost, it was like around Wednesday I was getting over it. But now it, I just get it. Just seems more off a duck's back. I'm over it a lot quicker. But this was the same. I was like waking up Monday morning, still annoyed. Yeah, same. 
really, yeah, really frustrating. Especially when you think everything went wrong for us. Gay and Lerma already out. Roy mm. ending up in hospital and not being at the game. And then are you oh, having to come off injured? Mm. You know, it's just like, and I we didn't talk about it on the pod last week. I hadn't appreciated that that was Villa's 10th win in a row at home in all mm-hmm. competitions, which makes it even more impressive that we almost got out of there with a win, you know? Um, but one world-class goal, a dodgy penalty decision, a one on the counter while you're trying to get an equaliser later, all in a few, within a few minutes of each other, it went horribly wrong. We're going to end up sounding like Frank Lampard. Worldy, not a penalty, <laughs> counter-attack goal. I, have, I haven't got a magic wand. <laughs> no, but seriously, very disappointing. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, like, like, like you said, we did basically everything we needed to do to get a really good away win for 85 minutes. Um, if we'd have taken a couple of chances a bit better, you know, Wardy's one. Ebbs had 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 one that he could have that he could have scored. Yeah, and you think you go two new up there. Obviously, it's all lifts and butts, but you go two new up there, then we've won the game because hmm. I reckon we would have seen it out pretty easy. Um, but it, yeah, all turns yeah. on like even a point. To be fair, I said I said last week I'd definitely take a point away at Villa. Mm. And even as disappointing as it would be based on how well we played, I still would have been right with a draw. Um, but as we know, Darren England had different ideas. <laughs> he did. We'll get into it um, by doing this. Three in three. Someone get the door. So, Hesketh, you're going with one of the stand-ins in Will Hughes. Yep. Oh no, what am I going to do? Who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, stepped in for Jefferson Lerma and him and Decore had quite the game together. So let's, let's get a time sort out. I'm in unfamiliar surroundings today because of all the damp work I've got going on at home. I've come to a mate's house and I'm all, all thrown about. So let me just get my phone. And... You've got a minute. Remember, a minute. I'm putting my own timer on so I meet the target, don't worry. <laughs> and your time starts now. So, yeah, like you said, um, Hughesy came in for Lerma. Um, and much as I like Hughes, and I think he is an underrated player, Lerma's had such a good start that, you know, it was a bit of a bit of a worry that we wouldn't be with him uh, for the game, especially against a good good team like Villa. But Hughes did absolutely everything you'd, you'd want him to do. You know, he broke up play really well, um, got in front of the ball for a couple of blocks. I think he had one point in the second half where he blocked three shots in a row uh, in the box. And even when you think that he was on a booking for the foul on McGinn, which shouldn't be a booking because it's on McGinn, should be applauded, not booked. Um, you know, he played a lot of the game on a booking. And I think the highest compliment you can say is we, we didn't really miss Lerma. You know, he and he and Sheck seemed to link up pretty well. He got forward well when he needed to. Um, and I think it's a, a great sign that we've got him that can come in at any time and produce such a good performance. Very good. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I think we all appreciate he, he had a good depth when we signed him. And 
to come back really first game from injury and put in that sort of performance. Yeah, really, really impressed. Um, as I was with Decore as well. Alberts, have you made your decision? Who are you going for? <laughs> I'll, I'll go for Jean-Philippe Mateta. Please, Bob. <laughs> I'll take a JP, please, Bob. Okay, your minute starts now. Jean-Philippe Mateta. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've, we've already alluded to the fact that there was things that we uh, we were missing at the start of the game, manager included. Um, and yeah, Jordan I, who's obviously been our player of the month and front runner for player of the season as it stands, you know, up there with Edouard, you know, to see him go off was a real sort of blow. Um, and obviously there's, there's certain ways we could have gone. It could have been, you know, probably it's probably too early in the game to bring on like Raksaki because, you know, he's too young. We're trying to keep him sort of, you know, fresh. So JP coming on, what I thought was great about JP is that we started to look like we've seen signs of obviously him and Edward linking up in the past few games, but I thought he came on and, and, and still managed to create that effect, but whilst that's almost stuck out wide really in, in Jordan Ayew's place. And I thought he was just very smart and his, his pace getting up the pitch and putting crosses in, you know, he played a slightly different role, wasn't necessarily the focal point, but still managed to remain quite effective. Bing bong. Yeah, really good. I hope this relationship continues to blossom. They're good celebration. Seem to be striking up some sort of partnership in the very least. So, yeah, lovely ball. Tease the goalie enough to make him slip. Lovely finish from Eddie. Nice seeing Edouard just instinctively. I mean, you would say he should be scoring it, but, you know, maybe last year he would have taken an extra touch and sort of dallied on the ball a bit. But he seems to now be just in that zone where he's like, I'm, just, I'm getting a goal. He just smacked yeah. it first time. It's good to see. How many has he got now this season, Hesketh? Does he have four or five? Five, I think. No? Well, four in the Prem, five in four all comps. Yeah. Outrageous prediction looking less outrageous by the, by the week. We might need to adjust <laughs> and say 20 goals now, no. Still, is it, 10 goals is still a long way away. It is. It is. It's I'm not counting my chickens. Don't worry. Right. So just I'm counting gonna... the goals. <laughs> and before, as you were doing your minute away there, Albert, I shouldn't have said I'll have a JP, please, Bob. I should have said I'll have a boom, please, Bob. Would have been better, I think. Okay. There's always next week. <laughs> Try again. Okay. I am going to take Darren England. Is that taking liberties? Maybe a little bit. Will a minute? Will a minute be enough? I was going to say, mate, you can have five. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see how we get on. So, <clears throat> my minute starts now. There have been six occasions now in the Premier League that a referee has gone to the monitor and decided to not overturn a decision at the advice of the fourth official or the VAR ref. And two of them have been Darren England against England, against, against Palace, sorry. This time, I mean, I don't know. Darren, that Murphy called it harsh on Match of the Day. 
I think is ridiculous. He clearly takes the ball twice. It's almost simultaneous contact with a player in the ball. I just can't see. I just can't see how it's a penalty. I can see why he's been called over, but you could see that he was absolutely looking for any single reason he could find to give the penalty. He was just there. You could see him almost <clears throat> arguing away with the VAR ref. And I can't because it's down in England. I just can't say I was shocked. And I think that therein lies the problem. What's Keep that? going. You don't have fifth, to stop. Keep going. Fifth or sixth time, Darren England's refed us now and he's just been dreadful every time. I mean, the first time we saw him, I think, was Newcastle at home. And the whole crowd was singing, how much are they paying you? Because it was just after the Saudis had bought, bought Newcastle. He's just been dreadful all the time. And yeah, I think we're down to... The only explanation left has been revealed in this clip that we have received somehow. We've got a hand on a clip of referee Darren England speaking to VAR ref Rob Jones. So let, let's see how that conversation went. Yes, hi, Darren. I have called you over to the screen because you've awarded a penalty, but it looks like that the American Chris Richards has taken the ball twice, actually, before making contact with Ollie Watkins. Um, here's here's an angle for you. Um, yeah, no, not not seeing it. Not seeing it, I'm afraid. Um, have you got any other angles? Another angle? Um, yes, it's just going to take a few seconds. One moment. All right, so whilst you're there, you don't know how Brighton are getting on, do you? Um, Brighton? Um, it's that they're winning 3-0 at Old Trafford. Get in there. Yeah, uh, listen, um, I'm just going to give it anyway. Don't worry about the other angles. Um, everything's all right here. Leave it with me. No, no, da- Darren, it's... No, it's all good. It's no, clearly, all good. It's, it's clearly, no, it's clearly not a penalty. Darren, Darren Eng- England have gone down on penalties enough. So there you have it. That can be the... The only excuse, really, that Darren England is indeed a Brighton fan and it all makes sense. And he sounds a lot like me. Yeah, I think we nailed that, Albert. Yeah, smashed it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've been called worse. Curly one out. Crass. Oh, and there's the (laughs) post-it. Great. Happy birthday, me. (laughs) <laughs> Happy birthday, you! <laughs> Bleep. Um, but what's yeah, next. Villa Park comes and goes for another season. No points, like for like the same. No surprises there. We'll try. We'll try yeah. again next year. We're just, we're, we're just going to play the Dwight Gale clip again this time next year, aren't we? <laughs> And be like, is, is this the time when we're going to get a three points again? No, it's not. No, it's not. But talking of clips. Blocked by Ward, and now Eze with a supreme bit of skill gets away from the other number 10, Kearney. Then he plays it through. It's opened up for Edward. Left footed drive. It's into the top corner. And Crystal Palace lead here at Craven Cottage. Edward. Here comes Elise with the free kick. Whipped in left footed. This could fall anywhere. Shot by Ward. Comes up the keeper. And Ward has turned it in on the rebound. Joel Ward scoring for Crystal Palace. One of the most unlikely scorers you could imagine. Indeed, he only scores in West London, I think. 
That's, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate. He, he sure, he sure as shit don't score <laughs> in front of an open net at Villa Park. That's for sure. I appreciate that that's from Villa away last season, but I wasn't fucking playing any clips from Villa at home last year. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, Fulham. Fulham. What did I say, Villa? Oh yeah. God, it's stuck. I mean, it was it was about the same, really. Was it, Fulham away last year was yeah, the three 0 humping, wasn't it? Yeah, the on boxing. Oh no, I say Fulham. I'm saying Villa again. Fulham. We lost three 0 to both Fulham last year. Yeah. Can we please no, stop was... talking about Villa? <laughs> no, we didn't lose three 0 last year at Villa, did we? We lost one 0 to the Anderson own goal, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. So right. three deals of Fulham at home when we went down to ten men, nine men, nine, nine men, men. eight men, seven yeah. men, six men. <laughs> <laughs> yes, God. Tompkins, Tompkins, and oh, God, I've I've like completely banished this game from my mind. Um, it was it was not a good boxing day. Yeah, oh, wasn't it like the third? Con- it was it was Mitchell. Mitchell. It was Mitchell because he he dived in, didn't he? So they said. Yeah. Oh, that was right. But wasn't it like the third consecutive boxing day we've lost three 0 or something? Oh, fucking hell! We're playing Chelsea on <laughs> Boxing Day this year as well. So that's that's coming up. <laughs> mm, yeah, the battle for eleventh and twelfth. God, I can't wait. Conor Gallagher with his stupid haircuts. Going they to might have worked out their best twenty-two by then. <laughs> I still don't know who half their fucking players are. But anyway, so much like last week, where we'd planned to get a Aston Villa fan on, we did plan to get a Fulham fan on this week. And there's some very famous Fulham fans of which Albert was swanning around going, yeah, can get him, can get him, can get him. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't even get Felix White from the Maccabees, for fuck's sake. Bless him. I think he's on tour. That's not an excuse. Could have been any time of the day. No excuse. What use is your file of facts, Albert? What use is your file of facts if we can't get an away fan every week, eh? Um, I'm trying to think of any other. Mm. I've got some more in the bag. I've got some so, more in the so bag. So Felix, Felix, who you were trying to get on, is your brother's best mate? No, he's a, uh, he's a old school mate of a good oh. friend of mine called Billy. Wow. And I last saw Felix at Billy's wedding, which was the weekend after Vieira got fired. And obviously the the Roy rumours were, were circulating and Felix, being a Fulham fan, was obviously had a vested interest in that. So, uh, and then, yeah, fast forward like three days and it's like, oh, it was Roy. And here we are. Uh, sounds like Billy bullshit to me, to be honest, because I'm not I'm not hearing any Felix's voice, any of Felix's voice right now. Can you can you do an impression of him? Albert? No, because you did a really good impression of Darren England. So I feel like this that, is your new Uber. That wasn't me. That was Darren England. I can do Roy. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's probably disrespectful. <laughs> 
What is probably disrespectful is say, me saying to you that I probably couldn't name one Maccabee song. It's not 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 inappropriate to me, mate. Not my <laughs> as long as you don't, as long as you start, don't start billing off Taylor Swift. Albert don't care. Right? Maybe it's good. Maybe it's good that Felix wasn't week, available. It? <laughs> <laughs> Sing me one of your well-known ones. <laughs> Sing one say- we know. <laughs> does he even sing what does he do for him they split up about four years ago she doesn't do much for the Maccabees at the moment <laughs> oh is it don't these days you just set up um sorry break up to just sort of set up the 20-year reunion tour or something break up to make up mm. that's what i'm thinking of doing with you two <laughs> i don't think our 20 year reunions all would be very successful, to be honest. Wow. All sitting in the not White House. Not with that attitude. <laughs> say you'd, be, you'd be Roy's age by then when you have. I'm fucking younger than you two bastards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're less younger today than you were yesterday, than us, that's for sure. I'm, he's, t- he's 28 until he's 29. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Pierce Brosnan, you said, you said you could get Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. What happened? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say I could get Pierce Brosnan. I said, I've got a link to Pierce Brosnan. Is that but like, again, I've got a link to David Bowie because my mum's university teacher designed one of his tours does that is it that i've got a better link i've, I've got a better link to david bowie actually because he used to babysit my dad what did he yeah but again he's dead so that's very good you know. what well, he is. <laughs> hang on well bowie, bowie would be getting on because he's a palace fan right we wouldn't be getting him on was he a palace fan and there was a wasn't there like a palace scarf in one of his music videos and everyone i know he was into some crazy shit but <laughs> Crystal's nightclub. He didn't realize. I don't, that th- I well. don't think he was that out there. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. So David Bowie used to babysit your dad. We can't just breeze past that. So, uh, so the, the official story is there was a, a local babysitter female who was like an art student who my nan used to use for babysitting. And then she started dating David Bowie and he would come around and help babysit as well. And my dad's got loads of his really early seven-inch singles, like songs that even I haven't fucking heard of that um, used to come around and just give my dad. Jeez. So, yeah. They must be worth something. Yeah. Well, exactly. Unfortunately, he left them at my mum's house. So, uh, <laughs> um, a very nice man, according to my nan. You know, and if Marge, Marge says that, then it must be true. <laughs> must be true. Indeed. Um, <clears throat> Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, get, get him, I said. Get he said. Yeah. Yeah, I could. could. I, I'd have to call him favours, you see, because obviously I worked on Harry Potter and, you know, there's still people that are very, very close to Daniel and I could call him the favour, but I'm not going to. I don't. I never remember him talking about Fulham, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, it, on Wikipedia it did say that he might be a lapsed Fulham fan. Yeah, I think, and Piers Brosnan as well. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how how football mad Piers Brosnan is. These are people that just probably live in Fulham. 
<laughs> yes. I know. You didn't say you could get Hugh Grant. No. Which surprises me. I just assumed you'd know him by now. We'd have to set up some sort of honey trap to get Hugh Grant, wouldn't we? <laughs> oh, my goodness. The good old days, huh? If you like. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, Fulham. She was called Crystal, wasn't she? No, but she's Divine. Divine oh, Brown. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just managed to recall that so easily. You look happy with yourself for doing so. Though. Feel kind of weirdly smug, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I, I could also like recall the mug shots, like weirdly. Yeah. Yes, very dishevelled in the mug shot. <laughs> Hugh, not divine. No disrespect to divine. <laughs> Maybe it just—he wasn't actually that pissed off that I'd been arrested, but I think Fulham had just lost two 0 at Hartlepool. <laughs> he just seen that statue of Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I can't shop in Harrods anymore. Shit. Um, but yeah, Fulham. Bit of an interesting start to the season. Got the got the I think the token win at Everton that everyone seems to be getting at the moment. Um, steady. <laughs> When do we lose at Everton? <laughs> <laughs> oh, blimey. Uh, I, can't, I remember winning 3-2 in back-to-back seasons there. That was a long time ago. was. Was that... Was that... Because those are our first and second seasons back in the Premier League. Have we really not won there since? Mm. Or do I feel like we have a 3-1 in there as well somewhere? I don't know. Can't. Mm. I remember that we can do that research now at the time. Remember, yeah. We've got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> I remember not losing when Jordan Much was playing there, weirdly. I think we got a 1 1. Was that the Ben Take <laughs> faded header? Mm. Oh, that's one of the best headers ever, yeah. by the way. Just curled it in at the back post. Oh, talking of great that headers, was a long time ago. Talk, talking of great headers, anyone see Lazio's goalkeeper in the ninety odd minute last night? <laughs> yeah, great run for the goal. By the way, ghosted. Who's him. picking him up? He's wearing a bright yellow top. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great run. Apologies to Carl for talking about Lazio. Sorry, mate. No, you'd be listening and you'd be disappointed in us. I do have something that can bring it back to Palace Fulham, if if we care. <laughs> well, it sounds like you do. Um, Mitrovic, a quote attributed to Mitrovic fairly recently when he signed for whatever his Saudi club's called. He said, I've got no nostalgia for England. I paid many years there. I'm happy to have finally arrived at a top club. Don't think it went down great with the Fulham fans. Dot, dot, dot. I will miss the New Year's Eve party at Luca's house, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Luca's out there as well, isn't he? Did he go out there to Saudi? I think he I think he went to UAE, oh. which is sort of like Saudi Vanarama League, isn't it? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a <laughs> glowing reference. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm not an expert, funnily enough. Um, but it, it is good that Mitrovic isn't at, in Fulham anymore because he tended to score quite a few goals against us in recent times, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, wasn't he last season the two-two there at the end of the season was his first he game both, his first he, yeah? game back from that massive suspension. Yes. Who was the ref that he touched? Oh, that sounds weird. That he pushed. Was it Darren England? I hope so. Hope, yeah, I'll say hopefully. Because if it is, then he shouldn't be getting banned for that. Realistically, <laughs> should he? he should be. That's, that's um, what he says when he, when he says he's got no nostalgia for England. That's what he's referring to. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that cunt. It was Chris Kavanagh. Was the ref? I don't really like him either. I don't really like any of the refs, so that's fine. Chris Kavanagh looks. Um, he just looks like every player that played in defence for Newcastle in like the late 90s. Don't know how else to describe what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, bit harsh. But no, glad he's gone. Obviously takes away a massive part of what what made Fulham successful last season and, you know, got them, got them back to the Premier League. So... Like for likewise, we're looking for more than a point. <laughs> feels feels like we're cursed to just not do that and finish eleventh again, eleventh foot off again. But Albert, it feels like we need to get something after the disappointment. Oh no, lot life likes we're at home, aren't we? We lost three 0 so any point is a good one. <laughs> but <laughs> it feels like we want to bounce back, right? Finishing with eleven men would be nice. Yeah. Hopefully, having Roy on the sideline, I think he was—he's back in training, isn't he? Yeah, mm. that was. Yeah, I think that was really worrying when that news came through. Bit, bit of like you know, not much information behind it early doors, and it felt like it, you know, it was portrayed as being the worst, worst possible news, but turned out to be just very obviously precautionary. So glad that he's recovered well. Mm. But yeah, you want to bounce back, right, Albert? You want you want to try and just put that one to bed as the unfortunate event, series events that it was, and get back to winning ways. Yeah, I think I think had we got anything out of Villa Point or you know, or the three, you know, we'd have been looking to, you know, Fulham's a great game to go into and sort of have the mentality of, you know, let's let's build some momentum. You know, they're having a bit, they've had a bit of a mixed bag of a start. Uh, up to the season and we want to go in there and like I say sort of carry on a a run of form as it stands we've all been sort of sucker punched by the Villa result as 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 good as a second half performance as it was and I thought it was a very good second half performance you know it was a bit winding coming away from that from that game so yeah you know putting the positives on it it's not like it's Man City and we're gonna have to put in a gargantuan effort to just not get embarrassed um don't quote me on that. Um, so yeah, it's it's an ideal game. I think it's very very dependent. You know, I don't know. I don't know if there's any any talk of if Ayu's going to make it if he's still out. Given he went off and looked fairly uncomfortable limping back out for you know the second half. So yeah, I think it's it'd be very dependent on who we can start, who plays. Um, I don't know if Gayhe would be back, but yeah, it's a game that you you know Fulham scraped past. Luton one nil, you know it's they're clearly 
struggling's not the wrong word, not the right word, but they're you know they're clearly finding their feet. So we have to exploit that. We need to pick up points at home and against teams like Fulham. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, just thinking about who, you know, what we what the team looks like at it going forward as well. Because if you think I, oh, you might be out. Obviously, they said he had a dead leg, so I would I would hope he was back. But if he, if he is out, do we then start JP? Put Edouard out wide. Do we play four four two? You know, there's there's a few things that we can we can do now that JP is actually in a bit of form. You wouldn't be too upset at him starting. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what happens there, depending on who's available and who isn't. Mm. Yeah, so I think we might have talked about it previously that if Mateta starts, we don't really have a plan B if plan A doesn't work mm. kind of vibe. But, I mean, the two of them, as, as we've spoke about earlier, they're striking up a rapport, Edouard and JP, so... You know, might as well strike while the iron's hot and let them get on with it. So, yeah, wouldn't be too disappointed to see that come out. But I'm not really sure what sort of shape Fulham are playing this season and if 4-4-2 could be maybe potentially suicidal. Who knows? Trust in Roy and Ray to get the tactics right. Uh, I think largely they have been so far this season or in this second stint. Do you think there's a case for... You know, it's a home. It's home game. It's Fulham. You like to think it's going to be a close result, regardless of you know how we play. Do you think there's an argument to put Jez in, start Jez out wide, assuming there's no I? I'd like to see it. I mean, it's uh, we've talked about it being unfortunate about him not getting a loan out, and you don't want to stifle his growth, and you want to give him some minutes. I can't see him being thrown in to start just I think Roy is a bit too Roy yeah but I I think you know I don't I'm like I don't want to lay into Roy because that's not what I'm doing at all I've just you know he's just a more pragmatic sort of person that he wants experience on there and it's worked for him so many times and I get why he would want to do that and particularly you know one thing Roy has been really good at in his palace time is winning the games you should be winning. So yeah, you know, he wouldn't probably want to try and upset the apple cart. He's going to see this as a hugely important game at home. So Fulham is three points on the board of the planning for the season, you know, so he want to make sure he we're in the best position to get that where it might feel like Jez is a bit too experimental. Yeah, I agree that I, I, I can't see it happening. I, I'd also like to see it. I think the thing is, and I, I don't want to go on about it every week, but again, I don't think Schlupp had a great game against Villa. And the thing with Schlupp yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, did, I, I was just, you know, did he play against Villa? I was just trying to be nice. Um, but he it, tried. The, the thing with Schlupp is, with, he, well, did he? That's the point, did he? <laughs> I, um, I knew that would wind you up. Um, when, when he does come off the bench in games, and he has that sort of impetus and a bit more drive. You notice it a lot more, and he he can change things for the better there. So I would say, you know, it's not uh, Roy ain't going to do it. I think Roy sticks, as you said, he's pragmatic. He'll stick with what he knows, and he sticks with what he's like, what with what he likes. So I, I think Schlupp will start. But I think you could conceivably play Jez, and then if it's not going great, or you need a bit more, you know, push forward, then you just bring 
bring Schlupp on for for him. And I reckon that could, you know, it could probably work. And, you know, like you say, you, you don't want to stifle Jez, so you might as well give him a, a game or two. But, yeah, as we said, much as we'd like it to happen, I think we all know who's starting uh, and it's not Jez. Yeah, and it's also anyone who is at Plymouth will realise that he's he's probably still some way off. You know, he had a fantastic season for Charlton, but that was in League One. You know, he's still there's still quite a lot of his development to go, and that's why it would have been ideal for him to be in the championship this year. So, you know, it's there'll be a lot of people out there saying, Look, give him a chance, throw him in, give him a chance. Don't don't know until he started. I think it's easier to do that as we've done it in recent years in fullback positions um, versus you know an actual really integral role in terms of trying to break teams down and create chances, score goals, and so on. So I don't know. I just I can't see it happening. The good news is we did get some news on Franca, right? So that's encouraging. Um, back with a team now in a week's time. Roy was very tentative with his, you know, these, that doesn't mean he's match ready. You know, he's got to learn. Probably, It's probably less getting match fit. It's probably more learning what he's got to do off the ball <laughs> versus what he's doing on the, you know, on the on the ball in that sense and whether he's match fit or not. So, but it's not, it's just nice to know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel for him. Especially I think we ended last week's show on me saying, I'm going to go and hang out in a butcher's where I know he buys meat so I can ask him what's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Roy heard me. I think it's clear Roy listens to this pod. There's been too many, the pressers follow and answer so many questions that we've asked. hundred percent. Definitely listens. Rumours had it, it was listening to this last week that gave him the funny turn and made him have to go to hospital. <laughs> too, too soon? No, he's fine. I think it's fine. It's precautionary. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. Let's, let's, let's be bold this week and make a prediction then. Oof. Oof. I, haven't done, I haven't done this for a while. Go on, Heskiff. You were always so good at it. One <laughs> But obviously, Edouard's a bag again. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. 100%. So, and JP, JP will get the assist. Mm. Sounds like a late equaliser. <laughs> Albert? Uh, I'm going to go for 2 1. Mm. Yeah, 2 0 Palace. Obviously, yeah, there's a lot pending. Are you what happens there? Could be, could very well be seeing the debut of Dean Henderson. If yeah. Sam Johnson's knock, was he time wasting? Oh yeah, was he time wasting? Did he actually injure himself? I don't know because it was a one nil when it happened, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. Didn't stay on injured and then concede three goals, did he? I don't think you could have done anything about any any difference. To be honest, any update on Gahey or Lerma? Uh, there hasn't been yet. No, naturally, it will happen in the presser, which takes place tomorrow. So, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say we'll find out in one day's time. <laughs> yeah. Probably before you've all listened to this, you will know already. But they didn't really know at the time they they were having a scan, right? So, hopefully, it's just they were hoping with Lerma it was just he's played twice, two very competitive ninety minutes in the space of a few days, and he's with along with all the travel, it's just a bit of that um, 
so yeah, I don't know. Gay, gay. They, you know, he said initially it wasn't a huge problem, and they, if they had had a few more days, they'd probably add him ready for Villa. So I would imagine that he'll be available for selection again. You know who is available on Saturday? Me going to my first game, first game this season. Oh, wow! What a treat! One of three consecutive games, fucking. Strike me down. Yes. Oh, wow. I will traffic yeah. the following weekend. Yeah. And then Forest the week after. Mm. Um, oh, a naughty little 5.30 kickoff, eh? Yeah. 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 Bring in my Forest supporting mate, unfortunately. Getting on the beers after? Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Or are you, are you going to do the what you did post-Millwall and do champagne and oysters? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That was a momentous day all round, wasn't it? Let's be honest. It was. It was. I, I was disappointed to when you texted me saying that you were having oysters and, and bubbles and I was doing neither of those Hang things. On, is, this, is, 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 is this a Fulham podcast, Bubbles and Oysters? Have yeah. I slipped into like a mirror universe? <laughs> <laughs> we're called we're we're changing the name to the neutral stand. That's the name of the podcast. Very now. good. Um, I was not drinking champagne or eating oysters. I was in a pub in Streatham Common. Nice. Which was also very nice, but less seafoody. The, the Pied Bull? Uh, it wasn't the Pied Bull, no. which is now just called the Bull oh. for everyone listening. It was, uh, I think it's called the Railway. Oh, yeah, I know that one, yeah. It's very uh, original name. Okay, there are, but anyway. There are a lot. Not really. Okay, I, just want to know, I just want to know which pubs to avoid next time I'm in, I'm in Streatham. Thanks. Great. Happy birthday, Albert. Yeah, thanks. You're tuned in to We Both Are From Streatham podcast by Albert Curley <laughs> and Sam Hesketh. People, people in the Southwest 16 region are absolutely loving this chat. I guarantee it. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't know it's not the fucking bull and said the pie ball, twat. Is that. You'll be calling it the grey. You'll be calling it the greyhound next. Mm. Not anymore, my friends. Oh, Streatham friends. <laughs> <sighs> okay, that's your lot for this week. We are back next week, where we will be building you up to Manchester United away as part of our chats. Uh, we'll have twice anything that happens in Fulham, at Fulham, at Palace against Fulham, and. We'll we'll find out if Albert knows any famous Manchester United fans that may come onto the podcast. Who knows? But anyway, thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Heskiff. Thanks to Albert for joining in. Uh, socials, winging it, CPFC on your socials. If you want to email us, it's wingingitcpfc at gmail.com. If you like the theme tune, it's Breaking Saints music and the song is called Why. You can go and download it on all your major outlets and listen to it there. So thanks again. And until next time, up the palace. <laughs>